The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some people told Jesus about the Galilean, Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with the blood of their sacrifices. Jesus said to them in reply, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were greater sinners than all other Galileans? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 people who were killed when the tower at Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were more guilty than everyone else who lived in Jerusalem? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. And he told them this parable. There was once a person who had a fig tree planted in his orchard, and when he came in search of fruit on it but found none, he said to the gardener, For three years now I have come in search of fruit on this fig tree, but have found none, so cut it down. Why should it exhaust the soil? He said to him in reply, Sir, leave it for this year also, and I shall cultivate the ground around it and fertilize it. It may bear fruit in the future. If not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. make all this noise unfolding uh, my homily for today. So when I was in high school, remember not listening to a lot of pop music because I was in this like household where like my family was just like, oh, you don't want to listen to that stuff. The real music was, you know, back in my day and we listened to the oldie station. I'm in Pittsburgh, so that's uh, 94.53 WS. But anyway, I digress. It's not really about promoting certain call letters for certain radio stations. But then at one point in my rebellious youth, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to listen to music. Forget what they say. And so I listen to a lot of rock music and emo music and metal stuff as well, kind of the antithesis of what my parents would want, right? But every once in a while, you know, I worked at Chick-fil-A in Ross Park Mall, beautiful place. Now it's closed. It's so sad that Chick-fil-A is closed. But I, I worked there, and uh, we listened to the radio station sometimes. I remember this seminal hit from the 2006-2007 era, song by Justin Timberlake. What goes around comes around, goes around, comes around, comes back around, right? And that song, you know, it stuck in my head. I reference it sometimes in spiritual things because I think it's cool sometimes to see the good things in popular music that might relate to aspects in the spiritual life. And this song, you know, it's about the reality that actions might have consequences. If we do bad things, maybe other bad things will happen to us, right? Or in Justice's case, he's like, yeah, this bad thing's going to happen. It goes around, comes around, you jerk kind of thing. Even though if you, if you read, and I, I did a simple Google search, this is all just like me being me, uh, and he says it's actually about a friend who went through a tough situation. I, I don't buy it, okay? I think it was personal, but this isn't uh, musicology with Father Stephen, right? So anyway, 
What goes around comes around is kind of this idea that shows up in today's gospel. That was whole me like setting the plate to actually like talk about the gospel. Long drawn out way to do that. But today's gospel is all about what goes around comes around, right? These people, it says Jesus, uh, some people told Jesus, hey, these Galileans, they were killed and their blood was mingled with the blood of sacrifices by Pilate. And so the common thought of the day was, what did they do wrong to deserve that? They must have been great sinners, and that's why they died like such. And Jesus says this very tough thing to accept. He says, were they greater sinners than all other Galileans? By no means, but if I tell you, but I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. So it's interesting. It's not like it goes around, comes around like, oh, they must have been the most terrible of sinners. That's why they died that way. Or these people that fell by an accident, this tower fall, fell on them, 18 people died. And so all the people are like, yeah, there must have been some pretty bad sinners because they died in that way. They must have done something to deserve that. But Jesus turns that idea upside down. He says, instead of looking so much at what other people deserve, why don't we make sure that we repent and turn to God for ourselves? That's really the main point of this whole thing today in the gospel. Because we do this thing sometimes, I do it all the time, where I'm like, oh, look at those other people doing things. And then I forget about, crap, I do some pretty bad stuff myself. You know, I'm a sinner too. And I think that's one of the devil's tricks is to get us distracted to be like, hey, if you just look at other people's sins, then you don't have to look at your own, you know? We're really good at looking out instead of examining our own life. Does that mean that Father Stephen, me, saying, oh, we just need to just look at how bad we are and terrible and have a pity party and just think God will never forgive me? No. It's actually a very hopeful thing. And that transitions to the second part of today's gospel. Because Jesus tells this parable that's filled with hope. There's this tree that isn't bearing fruit for three years. Not, not bearing fruit. And the guy, this guy comes up and said, that worthless tree, let's just cut it down. Let's be done with it. It's wasting the soil. It's wasting land. It's just taking up space, if you will. It's had its time. It's done. It's failed. It's over. But the gardener says... Sir, leave it for this year also, and I shall cultivate the ground around it and fertilize it. It may bear fruit in the future. If not, you can cut it down. That's a hopeful message, because if we draw that parallel out to our lives, it's like God keeps giving more chances. It's like, okay, we might have had a bad year, or two years, or three years, like this tree of not maybe always doing what we we know we ought to do, but might have struggled with sin. Doesn't mean that we can't have a good Lent or a good year. And doesn't also mean that God can't help us, help us bear fruit, even if we've done maybe not the greatest or squandered some of the graces. That's okay. Because God doesn't keep score and being like, okay, what goes around comes around. You've been bad for three years. It's over. His mercies are new every morning. There's every and always an opportunity to turn back to God. And that's what a main theme of Lenten, our Lenten season is, to turn back to him. Always having the opportunity, no matter where we are, to repent of our sins and to draw close to God. He's not putting up these walls and barriers saying, 
No, you've done so much bad that you never can approach me. In fact, it's quite the opposite. God's mercy is so much more powerful than any of the judgmental forces of anywhere and any time. In fact, he rejoices to show us his mercy and that we return to him. So I would challenge the idea of Lent being kind of like the sad navel-gazing time of just saying, oh my gosh, I'm I'm a sinner, I need to repent, or reading maybe the first half of this reading and thinking, oh my gosh, I gotta repent. I would turn it on its head and say, it's an opportunity, no matter how we come to church tonight, to say, God, I choose you. I may have done some things I'm not proud of, this week, this weekend, this month, this semester, whatever it is, today's a new day. And I'm here to be nourished by God's love, his mercy, to receive the Eucharist and get his strength to keep trying, to keep having that effort to do well. And I think that is a message full of so much hope, just like this last parable here, where it's like, well, I will cultivate the ground around it and fertilize it. The Lord doesn't give up on us. He never will. He's always wanting to bring us back. And so that message of joy, or joy, a message of hope can be one of joy for us. Lent's a time where people, you know, often come back to the sacrament of confession, and it's offered more during Lent. In fact, we'll have a penance service here on campus, getting closer to the time where we go away before Easter for the spring break. It's a beautiful opportunity to just lay those burdens down And God's not there to just be like, oh, look at all that bad stuff. I just want to remind you of how terrible it was. It's like, no, he lifts those sins off of our soul and gives us his hope and his love and his mercy. So today, this midpoint of Lent, as we're getting right in the middle there, looking forward more to Easter, let us look at that hope that God loves us. He calls us deeper into his love. And that whatever sin we might bring to this Mass or might be our sin that we're struggling with right now, let's just take a moment in the moment of silence we have after this homily to say, Lord, I give that to you. I choose you tonight. And I want your love. And I know that you will help me and walk with me and give me your mercy.